everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, Cozy's Game Room on the Internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you again. 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 Yeah, we um, we started recording and then, or we started talking, but weren't recording. Yeah. Um, so we're We didn't get coming very back. far. No, <laughs> we're just coming back at you with, with the introductions a little bit. Corey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. I am doing well, Chris. How are you doing? <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm yeah. doing well. Um, yeah, still, still, still moving stuff. Still just living life in um, the present. In the present, it's uh, it's October. It's fall time. We're uh, it's getting nicer outside. That's always nice. I love it. That is always nice. Yeah, it, it was great to be able to walk out to my car this morning and be like, ooh, it's a little chilly. Yeah, and it yeah. was. It was like fifty something degrees, and I'm like, mm, this is nice. Then by yeah. you know, but on my way home is eighty one. I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. But you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Speaking of Corey, Lords of the Fallen. Lords um, of the Fallen. So- <laughs> we, we were just, no, we, for we everyone were talking knows, we, about. We were kind of deep <laughs> into. <laughs> we were talking a little it. bit about Lords of the Lords of the Fallen. Um, right whenever we stopped. Um, yeah, Lord, Lords of the. <laughs> comes out um this week um i can't what how did we even how did we even lead into that um uh, who was a game informer gave it a six i think yeah a- i think we were just talking we were talking about like how much stuff how busy it is like you know you gotta sometimes you just gotta look at a game and know know when it's not know when it's you can't not get gonna to happen it. right know yeah. when it's not your lane lord of the fallen yeah it was was kind of like i was kind of on the edge with that um, but with a little bit of how I've been feeling about life of lies of P, uh, I was trying to, <laughs> I was yeah. trying to process in my head what that was called. Um, it, it, whenever I started seeing stuff talking about like, Oh yeah, it's a, it's an exhausting experience. Like technically this whole thing is a Marvel, but it's a, it's not, you'll feel exhausted that that was yeah. whenever I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm fine. I don't need that right now yeah no and i think with something where october is just jammed packed with release on release on release something like lords of the fallen coming out which is from i've watched several videos of gameplay reviews read up on a lot of stuff on the game because i was curious because it feels like a looking at it from a initial like eye test point of view, it looks like a copycat version of the original Dark Souls with maybe a little mm. bit more like body gore flavor to it. And from everything I've seen, it is, uh, but it isn't. Um, this is a game with some unique ideas where you have two parallel worlds and um, one that kind of works as a double life in the Souls genre, similar to Sekiro, where you die. You get to play, you get to fight again, but just in this essentially like hell, but undead world that mirrors the first world. But there's also shortcuts in here and there's less enemies. But the longer you spend there, there's more enemies and there's pros and cons to to using it. And it has neat ideas there, some neat quality of life improvements. Um and effectively is kind of a remake of the original Lords of the Fallen mm-hmm. from what I've seen with a little bit more added to it. But uh, I've seen the biggest hiccups are in its actual gameplay and that it is extensively 
an extensively long point A to point B for most objectives. You are going a long way fighting through numerous, numerous enemies. And while you Uh can create your own spawn points in certain spots throughout, those require resources and you have to pick and choose when you would want to do that. And um, on top of that, it's um, a Souls game that is extremely difficult that doesn't run super well. Apparently there's lots of stuttering, uh, lots Uh of frame rate hiccups where it um, makes it just a little difficult to like time everything right from what i've seen they made they may have patched it since basing on reviews and videos i have seen i don't know um look into that if you're a huge souls player but been on lots of p and we're debating lords of the fallen look into that um overall it seems like a strong b souls like game maybe Uh um, it doesn't seem unique enough for me to to really grab my attention compared to something like lies of p um which is very much within the souls like formula but is really really trying to be its own thing at the same yep. time yeah and has not only unique ideas but kind of um really succeeds in a lot of those ideas where lords of the yep. fallen has a lot of unique ideas and some really work from, from when I haven't played it. So take take this opinion with a grain of salt, people. Yeah. Um, but not everything lands kind of how they intended it to. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, I feel like in a less busy window during the year, this game might have done significantly, significantly better. And um, yeah, it's just one of those things where like, like well... I'm in Lies of P right now. I'm playing playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'll talk about it more later. Um, there's Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Wonder, Alan Wake 2 is really grabbing my attention as yep. well. It's It'll spooky season. Um, so I have plans to play like one or two games during this month for mm-hmm. uh, the show that I've kind of um, saved for this month. Um, looking at like Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil 2. <laughs> <laughs> and um OG Alan Wake for everybody. Okay. Um Love that. it's kind of um and then there's one other one. Um, but I don't wanna say it because I want to surprise you with it. Um uh, so we'll see. Very all those excited. things combined. All those things combined. I'm looking at Lords of the Fallen like, I'm sorry. You you do have that fun flavor fantasy that's really usually right up my alley, but it's just it's not enough this time. It's not yeah, well, and, um, you know, it, it feels like a good segue to talk. I mean, there there isn't a ton of news or really, I mean, games are starting to, to be coming out. I mean, next week, whenever we record next week, big stuff won't quite be out yet. But here in the next couple of weeks, I mean, Spider-Man 2 and New Mario and Alan Wake mm-hmm. 2 and all of these games will start dropping and it'll be this huge flood of just cool stuff coming out the gate. Um, but I have been the big thing that I've been playing is still lies of P um, nice. largely because like we've been, we've been moving and it's been like, ah, you know, money is a little bit tight right now. I'm not, I'm not even done with lies of P like I would mm. like to play Assassin's Creed Mirage, but you know, there's so much stuff like, is it going to be worth me? Like, 
playing this game, half finishing it, buying another game, half finishing it before mm-hmm. buying another, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of kept on with that. Um, and at this point, I, I can't remember exactly where I was last time we spoke, but um, this You're the end time, of the factory. Yeah, um, we, so the, the game's about 11 chapters. I'm in chapter mm. 10. Ooh, um, nice. So I am right at the end and kind of like long of the short of it to kind of show you where I am. I think I'm done with it. Like, I think, mm. I'm, I think I'm about to kind of set it down. Um, still, I mean, like, I, th- I think the... I think the big sweeping point of it is that like, I still think um, Liza P is a super cool souls. Like, like I think um, there is a lot of stuff in there that's like, really is just partially impressive, but partially just really neat to kind of bask in because like, you know, I mentioned it before, but like I, I love the Dark Souls series, but one of the things that does wear on me over time is just the amount of like low fantasy grim darkness mm-hmm. where everything's mm-hmm. grotesque, everything's sad. And it's not that Lies of P is necessarily happy, like in this world, all of the puppets have turned and you also learn pretty quickly as well that the that there's something going wrong with the people too mm-hmm. like there's there's stuff happening um but there's such like a varied uh kind of like set piece arrangements in it where it's like you know um there's this huge like opera house at one point mm-hmm. you could just not you're in an opera house you're doing all this kind of stuff you're going between floors and rooms and all these kind of things um and you fight like the main boss in like a performance like a like in a a stage area that you would normally see like a type of performance. And, you know, I mean, there, there's like an underground kind of like mall ish type area, you know, there's this big decrepit, like puppet swamp dump mm-hmm. area. Like there's a lot of there, you know, the, there are the typical areas you would feel like you would see where it's like, you're going through city streets or you're going through like a barren gray wood or something like that. But like, there's a lot of also like really neat, just bright areas too. Um, that just feel really cool to kind of navigate and also kind of seeing that juxtaposed with a lot of the technology and the scenery. Like it feels very unique having Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. Um, but the thing that I've started to see or like the thing that I've started to feel as I've gone along is I think maybe it's just me. Maybe like I, maybe I'm bad at it, but like, I feel like some of the cracks are starting to show through of just like how, how precise a FromSoft game, specifically like a Sekiro style FromSoft mm-hmm. game is and a game like Lies of P maybe isn't um, mm-hmm. because like I'm getting to points now. So right now I'm at a boss fight. I won't like spoil what it is, but I'm at a boss fight where I've essentially kind of like hit a roadblock completely where it is necessary for me to beat this boss to summon an NPC 
and I've hmm, fought okay. it enough times at this point that I've burned through all of my NPC tokens. So I'm, I am going to have to farm them mm. to actually mm-hmm. get them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of these things where like I go into the fights and you know, the first phase of the fight isn't that bad. Like I've, um, respect a couple of times and I've like been able to kind of play around and, um, make a couple of different choices. And the first fight isn't bad without it, but the second phase almost kind of requires like this laser precision with Mm. the parrying, um, where it's like the the second phase is so aggressive. Like there's no room to dodge. There's no room to like unless you are like in command of the situation. Like you are parrying mm. on point, and you are mm-hmm. able to like suck away as many um, as many seconds as possible. It feels really impenetrable. And to be fair, like it could just be me because I've looked it up and like there, there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, this boss fight isn't, isn't great, but it's not the worst one. And there are actually ones that a lot of people consider to be much harder that I didn't have much trouble with. So, I mean, it's Hmm. kind of, it's some of it can be play style and some of it can be that, but it's like, I think it's, it's one of the things and it feeds into, I think the conversation with Lord of the fallen where it's like, there, there is a, there is a precision that FromSoft has like dialed into being able yep. to do this thing. Um, it isn't just like hard bosses and patterns. There's like a level specifically whenever you have something like Sekiro. Like I think you can get away with it whenever it's like, oh, you just need to dodge and you just need to hit stuff. But whenever you are playing something where it's like it is like Sekiro and you have to have this precision like dot or like parrying mechanic. You have to like, everything has to be firing on all cylinders and lies of P like, I mean, performance wise, never, never have an issue, but there is something that does feel imprecise about it. Like whenever I'm trying to parry, there is something to it where like, I'm, I'm never sure. Like, I feel like by the end of Sekiro, I was like, if I pressed the parry, and I like if I knew what was coming and I pressed the parry, I knew it in mm-hmm. like in my soul. I was like, I was like, I, I, we're we're blocking this. It's not a yeah. guess. Um, I don't feel that at any point with Liza. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very floaty. It feels very like imprecise. And it hasn't been like a super big issue, but it is one of those things where like as I'm getting further along, it's like more more of the sub bosses seem like they they require a lot more damage to get through. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. there's a lot more room for error. And they, you know, they're more chaotic. They're, they require, like, different timings and stuff for um, some of the parries and things. And with the parrying not being, not feeling as precise, it can be very, like, hit or miss. It can be very, like... I have no idea how this is going to go. And so it it has been a thing where I've been looking at it and I've been like, man, like I'm, I know I'm in chapter 10, but I mean, this, the last couple of bosses have kind of felt like this. It stands to reason that the next couple of bosses are going to be worse Mm -hmm. and are also going to be like this. And I'm like, I don't know that I want to just sit here with everything that's coming out that I, want to just sit here and be 
okay, I'm going to like fight him a couple of times. Then I'm going to go grind for these things that I need and Mm -hmm. then go fight him a couple of times. And then, and I'm just like, honestly, like I, I, I would be very interested in seeing the conclusion, but I am not like, I, I have lost a lot of, um, a lot of interest in actually seeing Mm -hmm. it to the conclusion. Um, so, so yeah, I, that's kind of where my head is. It's just, I'm kind of like, yeah, I want to, I think I'm going to set it down. I think it is super cool. I think Mm -hmm. if you are in that market where, um, like you want a, you've played dark souls games or you want a different style. Like you don't want the super fantasy. You want the like more Victorian Edwardian type of, Mm -hmm. um, type of atmosphere. Um, you want some of the customizability of being able to like, Hey, I got this big mace head on top of a little dagger hilts and stuff like being able to play with those things. I, I think it is super like, it is a great thing to be able to go into for that. Um, it's just, you know, maybe it's just the time of year. Maybe I'm, maybe I just don't have the patience right right now for it i don't know um but yeah it's um and that and that being that extending over into lords of the fallen again where it's like looking at it and people being like yeah man this is this is exhausting i'm like yep nope Hmm. not 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 for me right now um i'm not doing that so no i i mean i get it i've played i don't much contribute to the lies of p discussion Uh, i played a little bit farther um i don't uh, I have thoughts on other games that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but with Lies of P, I think the the worst compliment I can give it is that it's a great rough draft um, for what could be like an incredible sequel. Yeah. Um, I, I think the biggest problem that Lies of P um, or Lords of the Fallen or any game that goes into that not only is a Souls-like, but is like a is trying to replicate the souls the from formula here um is that there is a standard that has been set by them and so you know mm-hmm. how that game should play you know what it like you said that precise timing like you know it in your soul when you hit l1 you are parrying like there is no question about it it's happening and in lies at p can't speak fully the lords of the fallen though there's a i've seen he's pretty solid on his blocking and um parrying um but someone lies p it's you you expect a little bit more um i do think lies of p stands fully on its own i think it is a really good game i don't want to like i said the worst compliment i can give is a rough great rough draft of what i think would be an insane sequel if they could just really tighten it up uh, but I still really like it. Um, I'm sorry that you've gotten to the end and are uh, wary on it. I've been there many a times at that. You, you've you gotten many of rage text from me where I reached the oh, end yeah. of the game. Yeah. And the game has decided to... Not the game, how they have built this final sequence of the game often juxtaposes what they have led you to up until that point. And I often find that very frustrating. Yeah. Um, so it's sad to kind of hear that that's in that same realm, but this also also could be one of those moments where you go and you're going to try it one more time, right? One more go just to see it. And you beat it first try. It, it could, it is possible. Sound, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like I don't have much more to contribute on my play. I'm a little bit farther. I haven't played it all that much um, recently, um, but a little bit farther, and I, I still enjoy it. Like I said, with games like this, until it like really gets its teeth in me, I kind of go from, in this case, Stargazer to Stargazer. Like, well, that's, that's good enough for today, and yep. I feel accomplished having made it this far. Yeah, love it. Well, that's, that's what I got. Love it, Corey. Um, what have you been playing then? If not Lies of P, not Lord of the Fallen. Um, Dark I, Souls uh, three. No, I uh, I have, um, oddly enough, bit, not bitten the bullet, but um, I picked up Assassin's Creed Mirage, which uh-huh. I feel like was something that we talked about earlier earlier this year of like, uh, I don't know. Like we have done this song and dance so many times. I just don't know if I can do it again. Assassin's Creed. Uh, but sure enough, um, there were some pretty, uh, not strong reviews, but some glowing reviews, um, some neat gameplay shown off and a premise of them taking it back to its roots. And so sold. Um, so Assassin's Creed Mirage takes place in uh, the uh, 9th century, uh, 860-something um, in uh, Baghdad. You play as Bossom, um, who is uh, one of the uh, main characters in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of his origin story. I don't want to spoil anything that happens in that game, where you go from street uh, street thief to um, brotherhood member um, in modern day Baghdad. And um, I won't get into s- story spoilers here, but overall um, I think it's a good return to um, its roots. It's very similar to um, the original Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed two and Assassin's Creed brotherhood that like, stealth styled game where combat is not its biggest focus. It's more of a, your assassinations and like it brings a, while it brings that old school style, it kind of keeps the newer, um, styles of that, i.e. Assassin's Creed unity, Assassin's Creed syndicate, where your assassinations are kind of sandboxy. Yep. Um, I, and so there are five main targets, um, maybe six, I think it's five, maybe six, um, similar to the originals where you have to take down these people here in Baghdad I've taken yep. down one and it's very much, a okay, like find your way into this compound get the guy out in the open. Do you got to do a couple things to get him out in the open and you, it kind of lets you do it however you want there. It's a little bit um like kind of want you to do it in a certain way um at least for the first one but you kind of get to pick and pick and choose how you want to tackle it sneak in xyz um and it kind of it follows that similar formula and it's something that i like i think it's something that the series needed i think it needed to reground itself having spent this last three games in bloated hundred hour massive RPGs that it while I think was has been a fun experiment is not something that um I don't think Ubisoft ever really someone who makes all nothing but open world games to be fair to them never really had a great 
understanding of how to incorporate their existing lore of Assassin's mm. Creed into these ideas. I think from a historical standpoint, those games are great. You are not going to be able to ever probably play a massive open world Greek odyssey like you did in Assassin's Creed Odia- Odyssey. Yep. No other studio is going to like replicate um, the islands and the culture and like the real life, like architecture and history and give you a giant playground world to play in. Um, not to that size and scope at least. Yep. Um, now, whether that game is good or not, I think it depends on um, the beauties in the eye of the beholder there. I, I kind of liked it. I'm not going to say I loved it or hated it. I, I give it a soft seven, maybe a really strong six. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with Mirage, they're like, okay, clearly this formula isn't necessarily working for everyone. Everyone, it's kind of one of those things where they kind of listen to the choir and are like, you know what? You made a lot of points. I think we're, I think we're going to roll with that. Yep. And, um, and they did. And I think that sandbox style works for the assassinations. I think it's a short story. I'm only like five hours in. And oh. I'm almost, I'm ready to take down my second target kind of a okay. thing. I've yep. read it's like 15 hours, maybe 20, if you really stretch it out. Um, and I'm like, checks out. I'm at a breakneck pace, and I really yep. enjoy that. A um, couple criticisms f- for, for them. Um, I th- the movement and free running is still as bad as it was, as always. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, you really need to tear down this engine or however you do this and like rebuild it from the ground up because this is just, you're jumping off of roofs when you don't want to, you can't quite climb how you want to. The movement is just so like stutter steppy. It it gets a little grating. It's not like awful, but when it happens, you're just you're just kind of like rolling your eyes like this, this isn't fun kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's combat is really, really bad. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it's uh, they have a parry and dodge mechanic. Um, yeah. and there is effectively no reaction window. Um, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, I could be bad at the game. Um, where it's either you, you parry this attack, you can't dodge it, you, you parry this attack, or you dodge this attack, you can't parry it. And it gives you a like either a yellow or a red light-up uh-huh. sequence, how a Souls, a Souls-like would do. Um, and if you get it wrong, you a chunk of your health is gone. You yeah. cannot take on more than, like, I would say three enemies at one time. It isn't like Assassin's Creed 2 where you could just sit there with like your block up the whole time and like block stab. I, I will say when you get it right, it's it's an instant kill every time. Um, but it just does not feel good to fight. I mean, I think it really rewards stealth-like gameplay, which is something I uh-huh. focused on, like being able to like slip in between the crowds, hide in bushes, take out people, hide, I mean, hide their bodies, like get around these areas in a very like effective manner. Um, I think it rewards you very well. That part of the game plays, I think really well. Um, in my opinion, you get spotted pretty easily. Um, but that's only because you like are just being careless. I think. Yep. 
Um, I think it, it really nails down the stealth assassination sandbox mechanic. It just really struggles in its free running, struggles in combat. Its story's very quick. I wouldn't say quite lands with what you know of Bossom. Um, I'm, I'm mispronouncing that. Um, Bossom um, in um, Valhalla, how you know how his story goes compared to what you're getting in Mirage. You're just kind of like, like I, I know what this is and how you're like presenting it to me. Just mm-hmm. there, there's a big disconnect, a really big disconnect. Um, all that being said, I think it's voice acting is really strong. Um, how they um, represent um, Islam also, I think not. I wouldn't say I'm like a theologian or know um, a lot in regards to the religion there. So I don't want to speak very difficult on it, but it seems like they do. They do it well. Um, I've read reviews of where um, they take good care to represent um, what it was like at that time. And yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's pretty neat that they've um, took a little bit of time to like really emphasize this part of it. Um, There's lots of like religious conversation and text um, within just dialogue between uh, characters. And it's one of those things where I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know a lot about this. So I'm not going to speak a lot about this. Um, Because I would just shoot myself in the foot, but I think it's cool. I think um, it seems like they've done it well, Um, all around. I like it. Well, I've I've read like I've read a number of people like really, um, I guess, highlighting that, like Mm -hmm. talking about like yeah, just the number of times that you'll walk through the street and there'll be conversations in Arabic that Mm -hmm. are being carried on that have no subtitles or anything. They're just happening and it's like well if you don't understand this that sucks sucks to be you i guess and there, uh, you just just kind of <laughs> keep moving along there are several conversations that the characters will just do in arabic and it will mm. give you the english subtitles and i'm like playing with the english voice cast and i'm like that's i like that i yeah. I, yeah. I i like to be able to understand what's going on but i love these moments of where, where they're gonna have this where they have phrases um that like you slowly just get to learn um as it goes on and, but yeah, there are some like full conversations where you'll be walking up and it's in full Arabic and you don't know what's going on. And, um, yeah. I think that's also kind of neat. Um, uh, it is a $50 game, which I think is very cool. I think it's great for Ubisoft who I struggle to praise when it comes to a lot of their, um, financial decisions, yeah. um, uh, to say, okay, this is a, Smaller game, smaller compact game. It's 15 uh, to 20 hours. Um, This isn't a 100-hour game. Uh, We're not going to charge $70 for it. We're going to charge $50 for it. And while that probably still is a little overpriced, I think it is like a good show of faith and market, potentially for other companies where, hey, this is a just more digestible game. We don't want you to play this for two years straight. We want you to pick this up. We want you to play it. We want you to enjoy it. Maybe replay it a couple of times, see what we've brought to the table. And it's, it's less money. And I think that's good. I think that's actually yeah. really good. Um, and I would like us to, I would like to see more of it from everyone else. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, I think if you really enjoyed the original style of these games, um, you will enjoy this. It brings back that 
the soul of the series, in my opinion. I have not come across any modern day things um, okay. in the game. I don't know if that's even connected to it at all, especially going off of how Valhalla goes, checks out that there wouldn't be. And I think that's also a good thing. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's also, I think it adds a lot more. Baghdad feels lived in. It feels like the assassins. Uh, the Brotherhood has a actual presence. I will walk across other members of the Order, not the Order, but the uh-huh. Brotherhood, like walk, yeah. like going around Baghdad. Like I will see them like slinking in alleyways. Like um, I've seen one up on a rooftop. Uh, okay. But it's like, oh, there, there is a presence here. You are not yeah. the only one. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, they fleshed it out, and it feels good. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's super cool. And I think that that's the, that's the, hopefully the takeaway with it. So like, um, you know, for one, I wasn't aware that it was 50 bucks. That, that Mm -hmm. was actually kind of news to me. I wasn't, I wasn't aware that it was cheaper. So that's super cool. Um, but also too, like, um, at least trying to look at, cause I was trying to look at like, maybe, maybe I can find like what the budget was or something. Um, but in doing so came across that it's actually the first, um, release like actual game from Ubisoft Bordeaux in France Ooh, who largely, Bordeaux. yeah, you've been there. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're, they've largely only done, um, DLCs and like live Mm. service support. So, I mean, they haven't like, they haven't been responsible for an actual game. And so it does seem like it's a, it is an experiment like, Hey, Mm -hmm. let's throw a little bit less money at it. Um, We can charge a little bit lower. Um, We can have this game that kind of harkens back to some of those roots. And I think that that's like, I do, I do appreciate that a lot. Like I think um, especially with a lot of these big companies, I feel like they don't ever listen to like what yeah. the actual sentiment is from people. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's kind of like, even if sales dip, even if like reviews suffer, they seem to just always feel like, no, we know what you want. Like we know that you want, um, like crypto in your thing, because like, that's what's in the news right now. Like we, obviously you, that's, that's the direction we need to go with this. Um, and yeah, it, it feels like for a long time, so many developers have just kind of like honed all in, including Ubisoft on just like making the biggest games and making it as big and robust as possible. And hopefully, Something. I mean, I don't know what Mirage's sales numbers are going to be. I don't know how it compares to the budget, but hopefully it does kind of like signal that you can still make a quote unquote like triple A game, but pare it down a little bit so that you don't have to like, you don't have to burn as much budget to get it made. You don't have to have so much crunch to make it happen, but you can still make like a cool triple A again, quote unquote, like type experience without having to make like the last of us part two or Mm -hmm. God of war Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. you know, you can still make something that is engaging and interesting 
and and I think that it's a valuable thing to kind of keep in mind because like I mean that's that's the thing is like it's a bummer that Mirage I I would have figured that Mirage's um, combat and stuff would have been pretty on par with at least how I remember stuff like Black Flag or Syndicate or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but that that kind of has been a through line that I've heard is that no the the combat is not not great. Um, and you know, I mean, some of that stuff's a bummer, but at the same time, it is a thing where it's like, I do, I, I do hope it does well. I do hope people pick it up because I do want them to, to try some different things. Like, yeah, have the big Assassin's Creed that does all the stuff and is all these things and then have the smaller, more intimate, Assassin's Creed because for me like one of the things I love about Assassin's Creed and that's always been unique about Assassin's Creed is the just like you're basically in one city there's a ton of verticality you just Mm -hmm. kind of explore you do all these things like if I want to have a third person like fantasy adventure game where I'm just running across the countryside then I'll play The Witcher I'll like I don't need I don't need you know, I mean, I actually liked Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I don't need Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I don't need that kind of energy coming back. Um, I would much rather you stick to your strengths. So, um, I, I plan on playing Mirage because I love, I, I dig on Assassin's Creed games. I love the old formula. Um, I really do want to like, I think try to support that as much as possible, but you know, with everything going on, um, it's definitely, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give my money to Spider-Man two or Alan Wake two or something in the meantime. So no, no, I get it. And I think you should play uh, Mirage. It's so far been very enjoyable. I know like what I'm getting into. If that makes sense. Like, okay, like this is very bite-sized. I'm going to, I'm going to finish it probably here in the next week I'll finish it before Spider-Man two or Mario super Mario wonder. And yeah. I love that about it. And I'm excited to see how it wraps up and how this, I guess, effectively leads in to Valhalla. Um, I think Bossom is an interesting, a fairly interesting character, all things considered with just everything that you know about him from Valhalla. So yeah, yeah, I, he, he does have a, he has a very interesting trajectory Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it is something that's like, I hope who knows? I mean, who knows with Ubisoft and it's hard to say like, I hope without any sort of caveats, but, um, I do, I hope Assassin's Creed does drift more back to like that, first trilogy like kind of Mm -hmm. married energy of present and past Mm -hmm. like um because it it was a thing where like i remember playing the original assassin's creed and like just being so fascinated by this kind of concept Mm -hmm. because even at the time they leaned into it so much where it was like you know, there wasn't a health bar. There was like a synchronization. Yeah. Like you were being knocked in and out of sync with the thing. And like, you know, they were really leaning into that. Like this was the lore of this whole kind of thing. And it was really like, it was intertwined. Um, and then even in 
the rest of the Ezio games and Assassin's Creed three, they still were like the whole Desmond saga was very mm-hmm. like interconnected throughout the whole thing. And I hope, I mean, and they, they've done that more with the most recent trilogy where you had, I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. but you had the modern day equivalents um, who was interacting in the world and actually was interacting with characters from that original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like you were seeing some of that tie back. So they obviously were trying to go that direction somewhat and kind of pulled that in. Um, I do hope they, um, I don't know. I, I hope, I almost kind of hope there's a little bit of like a reboot energy about mm-hmm. things where they do kind of like take that direction and they just kind of like, okay, we, we know this, we know the lore now we know mm-hmm. what we're trying to say. Let's, let's do it this way and like kind of interconnect these things. Cause I do think it's a cool thing that's been super underutilized. And I think it's a shame that Assassin's Creed has like just kind of become just a generic Mm-hmm. Uh, open world game whenever there is a lot of like rich underpinnings to it um, so but I mean there are a lot of Assassin's Creed games that are coming out I mean they have their whole uh, I'm not excited for their big interconnected thing but they have Assassin's Creed universe I think is what it is um, their next one is the one set in China I believe yeah and it's um they are very distinct cultures, very distinct, uh, I believe, time periods as well. But it feels their Ghost of Tsushima take, which I think um, another, the worst compliment I could give Ghost of Tsushima was that it was everything we wanted in an Assassin's Creed game. Um, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima is a phenomenal, phenomenal game and I think far surpasses almost every Assassin's Creed game there has been. It is lazy comparison. But it, it if it's a comparison nonetheless because of how well I think uh, Ghost of Tsushima nails that formula um, between stealth combat being this like super assassin ninja and the mor- morality that comes with that. Yep, I could talk, I could talk about Ghost of Tsushima for a long time. Um, oh, I know you could. Um, yeah, so. The upcoming Assassin's Creed games, you have um, Assassin's Creed Infinity, um, which is like a their big kind of like ongoing hub thing. Mm-hmm. Like all future Assassin's Creed games are kind of be going to be a part of this and expand. And it's kind of like a metaverse mm-hmm. kind of thing, which I mean, may mm. very well kind of play into the whole um, that whole interconnected like your here's this central present that you're diving back into all of these pasts um but yeah they have assassin's creed uh red at least Mm -hmm. as the code name um that that's the japan um ghost of tsushima like shinobi thing um that's being developed by ubisoft quebec who did assassin's creed odyssey Mm -hmm. um and syndicate so it's very like i think that that one is meant to be more um more that direction. Yeah, it's going um, back to the open world. Um, yeah, style, more, more of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then Assassin's Creed uh, Hex mm-hmm. um, is the uh, 16th century Europe yeah. um, thing where it seems like it has like witchcraft 
elements, um, which that one's being developed by the Assassin's Creed Valhalla developers. Mm, um, okay. But yeah, they also have the Assassin's Creed Jade, which is the one set in China, and that one's going to yeah. be on mobile. That's what so, it is. That's what, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, Corey, that's uh, that's uh, the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What else you got? Um, I have two more things, uh, both fairly shorter than our uh, Assassin's Creed um, segment. That's what you think. Uh, we'll see. Who knows? Um, uh, Forza Motorsport uh, dropped this week, and okay. I said I really liked uh, Forza Horizon. Um, I will check out Forza Motorsport, which... Um, when I played the complete opposite of yeah. Forza Horizon. Yeah, Her- yeah. Horizon <laughs> is the more like open world, arcadey, just funner version of Forza. And Forza, the mainline series is it's more serious. We love yeah. cars and racing. Yeah, um, it's the it's the Gran Turismo. Yeah, is the like the equivalent mm-hmm. um and uh shocker it, it's a good racing game um it's uh it's really just races um you kind of go from i'm doing the career so you do circuit to circuit and the game really wants you to learn how to race is the best way i can describe it and um, puts you through the paces every uh race you get to you have to do practice laps to get to know the track you can fine-tune your car Depending on how well you do in the race, gets you more points, which allows you to buy better things to put in your car. I still only have one car. No, wait, no, I, I, I got a second one because I, I won the circuit. So I'm only on my second okay. circuit. Look at you. Mm-hmm. But they really, they kind of dole them out like slowly. They want you to get used to a car, find, like tune it based on uh, the practice laps. Like, okay, do I need more like acceleration? Do I need more top end speed? Like it, yeah. it, they want you to like, really like learn the car in and out and like what's going to work for this race. And I think it's done exceptionally well. It's gorgeous to look at. Um, it races extremely well. There's nothing bad I can say about it, honestly, other than it's just menus and racing. There isn't, there isn't a lot of, um, for someone who's not a car enthusiast, there's not a lot of soul to it, I guess is the only way to put it. Like if you really enjoy racing games, like, racing games um you you have already played this in my opinion means nothing to you um but if it's something that you're kind of curious about like oh well i'm always in need of a good 15 minute game um, which is what this is um check it out like i think it drives really well i think it's i'm playing on the easiest i'm going to bump the difficulty up because i'm playing there's like easy mode there's a middle tier then there's a hard mode um, and on the easiest one, like I'm winning every race. And while that is, it's nice to win. It does not feel challenging in the slightest. Yep. Yep. Um, but if it, it's a genre, if it is a genre that you are not familiar with, I think it's very accessible. I think it's interesting that they have titled it Forza Motorsport other than like Forza 6 or 7. I can't remember which one they would technically be on. They would be, uh, at least looking at Wikipedia, this would be their eighth one okay four to eight um this very much feels like a platform um like they will this will be forza for their foreseeable future and they will just continuously update it with new races new maps new cars 
parts, maybe other game modes, you name it, um, which I think is a smart thing to do. I yep. think for bigger series like this, and I, I want it in sports games as well, where it's like, hey, we have built a really, really good game. We don't need to release it every year or every other year. Like, we can just build on this for like four or five years. I wish, like, uh, EAFC 24, I wish they would do something like that where it's like, this is EAFC. We might release one in, another one in five years. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll charge like 10 bucks um, every year for like the, any like massive, massive updates or anything like that or something, something along those lines. That's me just letting them be greedy um, because effectively these are the same games year in and yep. year out. All the Maddens, MLB, the shows, you, you name it, it is the exact same thing year in, year out, and they sell extremely well because everyone wants them. Uh, so there's no reason for them to stop churning them out, but I would love for them to just be like, this is a great product. This is a great game. We're going to update it continuously. And when we feel like it is time to really revamp it, we will release a new one. Um, so I really appreciate that Forza seems like they're going to be in that mold of like, this is Forza for five years. Uh, we might release another one after that, but otherwise like DN Mario Kart eight has done it. Super smash bros has done it. Um, it seems like Forza is going to do it. You've had destiny, which is like, I think become like the gold standard of that idea of, yeah. Hey, that came out in, 2015 2016 we had this conversation recently at destiny 2 yeah and eight years on that's still one of the most popular games in the world because they were like we have a great great game and we're gonna just release dlcs that they do charge for but essentially effectively like building on top of it from there um yeah. so all around i like forza it's a good racing game it's a good 15 minute game i, I love a good 15 minute game where i'm up before work well I don't need to leave for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Why don't I get a couple practice laps in and get a race yep. in? Um, yep. And I did that this morning and um, it was nice. Uh, I'm playing on my Steam Deck um, through my Game Pass there. And there isn't really any delays sometimes like playing Lies of P. I can feel that. Uh, but it's pretty, pretty smooth, holds strong. Um, I have mine on of visual performance so it's just 30 fps i don't think i need 60 fps for it. i'm sure i could find a way to like or find a reason for that um but uh yeah i like it nice it's good love it um how are you have you played eafc 24 i have played eafc 24 me and my friends that um it's good i guess yeah i've been playing that a fair amount um it doesn't feel too different from a FIFA 23. I've been playing a lot of pro clubs, um, which me and a bunch of my friends all have uh, a team that we play with. Yep. Um, I think it all around is just a bit more is like more crisp all around. Like I would say just more as a smoother gameplay experience. Uh-huh. Um, I think it has glaring issues like every year does um defending is pretty rough ai defending ai goalkeeping is pretty rough as well um but it it plays how you want it to play you in all 
seriousness of someone who loves the sport and who loves video games, the actual sport of soccer football does not translate well to a video game. You don't. It's you want a high scoring game on EF or on FC 24, EAFC 24. You don't want a long game where you're passing around the back, going back to the goalkeeper. Uh, this isn't always what's happening in the game as well, yeah, but yeah. Um, a lot of people who know the sport, it, that would be a miserable way to play or like yeah. a, as in terms of a video game product brought to you. If you want that play football manager like me, uh-huh. um, where you don't actually play, you just set up tactics um, as spreadsheets and spreadsheets that we love. Um, but I think having like defending and goalkeeping be bad so you can score more goals is a funner way to play. And I don't think that's something that they should ever move into a realistic like style of play because that would frankly suck. Um, your right back should not be able to ping the ball 60 yards across the field on this looping cross to the left winger who takes an immaculate first touch to be through on goal. Yeah. It happens in yeah. real life. Very rarely, I know. though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, tell you I this, mean, Diego Dallo isn't doing that pass. Kyle Walker not doing that pass. He's a great defender, though, but he's not making that pass. My philosophy, Corey, um, soccer games, I mean, like you said, it, it's tough to translate. It, they just all need to be Mega Man soccer or uh, Mario soccer. No. Did you ever play Mega Man soccer? Not Mega Man Soccer, no. I, I did do Mega- the Mario Strikers. Yeah, Mario Strikers. Mega Man Soccer was the um was like the OG. This came out in '94. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, Mega Man Soccer on the SNES. I have it. I have it on SNES. I also my first smartphone um was one of the original like Motorola droids and I had an SNES emulator on there and the game I probably played the most on it was Mega Man Soccer because you could just pull it out and but I mean it, that was the thing you would you would pick your team and it would be like it's Iceman and he kicks a, a an ice ball and it freezes the goalie and you know I mean it's yeah. it's stuff like that like that's the kind of energy you need in a in a soccer game or you know what they should bring back the um, the street series. I would love soccer. for them to bring back the street series. They, they did do they ever them. do a soccer street? I they, know they did they an NFL did. and they, a basketball. They have it in this. It's called Volta, and it's kind of street soccer. I don't think okay. it's done very well, um, but they do have it. Um, I just don't think it's particularly good. Um, they've had it for a few years, and I don't think it's ever been particularly good. Um, but it's there. FIFA Street. They did have FIFA Street. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, they were not reviewed well. Um, four point six out of ten. Um, the I'll tell you what though, like the I mean, I loved I loved NBA Street, but I will tell you, like NFL Street was like the I couldn't go back to playing like a just an old school NFL NCAA game. Like after playing NFL street, I was like, if I can't like wall run, I don't want it. I, I, I want to be, I get that. (laughs) I I respect it. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, they they really need to revive that because that was the that was the stuff. I would love just a sports street game. Bring them all into one. Let, let it yeah. just be its own big big thing and do crawl. Do let me have like LeBron James, um, uh, Jovic, and um, oh someone else. I, I need uh, Giannis uh, versus uh, Messi. Um, Erling Holland and Keelan Mbappe on like um Madden like Madden yeah. Street. I would yeah. give me that. Yeah. Sign me up. I will pay forty dollars for that. How do you feel about um hypothetical? How do you feel about like a Mario Kart? Like the idea of a, a Nintendo Kart, but it's all like real uh. Living or dead, just real athletes where they drive tiny carts around. So, I mean, you can play as Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, or maybe it's uh, Peyton Manning and Lionel Messi, and they're just like driving carts around <laughs> all day. Uh, honestly, I'm very into that. I, I cringe yeah. when you said Lionel. Um, it's Lionel. Uh, Did I say it? I, well, I, nah. hmm. I tried to. I tried to just like not pronunciate enough to where. <laughs> Past, but just I say messy, just say messy, <laughs> um, messy, messy, messy. Go. Um, no, I think that's an incredible idea. Give me, yeah, give me like cheapy Peyton Manning versus cheapy LeBron James versus cheapy yeah, Tiger boy. Woods in this like ridiculous like go kart track. I I would pay seventy dollars for that. I can get behind it. Um, love it, Corey. What else you got? Yeah. Or do you uh, want me to? Do you want me to go? N- do you have anything else? Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, you can go then. In our pre-show, yeah. you said you didn't have anything else. Well, I mentioned that I was going to uh, talk about... It shows how much you listen, Corey. I was going to talk about uh, what the car... Oh, yeah. Um, what, the car? I, um, what the car? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I, I, would, I kept thinking about it at different points because, like, I have periodically played what the car here and there over the last like few months with my daughter. Um, and she thinks it's hilarious. We pick it up every now and then. Um, but I just always forget to talk about it. What the car. Um, if, if you remember Corey, what the golf, um, Mm, came out on mobile. Yeah. So what the golf was a, like the loosest interpretation of a, golf game where Mm -hmm. it was like it's golf quote unquote but like just barely and Mm -hmm. what the car is the same thing but with like a racing game where it's like it is the loosest possible interpretation of a racing game that you can have and so you play as you go through these levels there's like a there's a world map kind of a la like Mario three where you're just yeah. kind of like moving from level to level and you go to the thing and you launch in and there's always like some sort of like, you know, wacky little thing. So mm-hmm. maybe your car has like long legs and a jetpack or maybe he's riding on a Roomba mm. and or maybe he has like a spring attached to him. So he's bouncing around and. Um, and so it's this like whole, you know, kind of thing. And the, I mean, for the beginning, especially like the whole point of each level is just to get from like A to B. And in most cases, it's not that hard. Like you just kind of stay on the track, but in some cases you're trying to like hop over gaps or they're like, 
um, you know, like maybe your rocket goes too fast and, you know, there's like no rails. And so you got to be careful about like staying on and stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. not like a, it's not like an overly hard kind of thing. Um, later on though, the levels kind of like, you'll get variations of things where it's like, Oh, it's kind of like a Frogger esque level, or it's kind of like a puzzle thing where you're mowing the lawn with scissors and stuff. And so you're having to like, you know, cut all the grass blades and move around effectively to be able to do it. And it's like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff where they add in some puzzles here and there. They add in some, they do the like point A to point B, just kind of Mm -hmm. level stuff. But like part of the charm of it is a lot of the humor. Um, So it's, I don't know where the developers from, but I think they're European. Um, And it has just kind of like a very, it does have a very like, European sense of humor about it or like even like a British sense of humor or whatever, where it's like, it's not, Hey, we're being hilarious, but it's like, it's subtly funny. So it'll be like, you go into a level and you'll fire out of the cannon. And the first time you come out, there'll be like this freeze frame and it'll be like, maybe just like a, a, just a whole ass statement where it's like, car but with long legs and then (laughs) you'll just like start running um sometimes (laughs) it'll be like a pun where it'll be like um maybe your car has like long legs and ballet shoes and it'll be a thing where you launch out and it's like hold me car sir Tony Danza or something like, and it'll like make some sort of song pun or like whatever. Like, um, and it's just like, it's this like fun little addition. And then the entire thing, like while you're playing all the levels in the background is just like, you can just hear these voices like kind of acapella singing and the only words of the song that they're singing in the background is what the car. So it'll be like, what the car just what the car what what the like it's and so it's like this and on all the levels there are all these like bears with helmets and they're running around and doing stuff and this one's dressed up as banana or this one's spinning Mm -hmm. in an office chair or this one's like you know whatever and they're all you know it's there's just this level of like it's super goofy and it's a lot of like it's a lot of fun like my my daughter can't it's a little too much for her to be able to like play by herself Mm -hmm. um because it it does so the game it's a i think it's an apple arcade exclusive um so it is like it's on just like if you have apple arcade subscription it's on your phone um but we usually play it so we have an apple tv and we can download Apple arcade games mm-hmm. on the Apple TV and play with the controller. Um, so we play it that way a lot. Um, and it's really, it's just like in that case, it is just the stick and one button. Yeah. Like that's, that's all the control is. Um, but she still has a little bit of trouble with that. Just like, um, so we play together a good bit. She thinks it's great. She loves just like um, the car, but like yeah. car, but goes too fast, but not enough. Like Mm. all those just (laughs) random statements and all this kind of things. Like she, she has a blast with it. It's fun. So if you're like looking for like just a fun little mobile game, what the car, what the golf, 
too. Both oh, of those yeah. on um, Apple Arcade, they're just like, they're goofy puzzler games um, that are not like super duper challenging. They're just mainly fun, goofy experiences. Mm-hmm. So those are there. They're fun. Also, um, shout out again, just shout out to Apple Arcade um, being able to also play that on uh, Apple TV. That's a yeah, fun little awesome. thing to be able to do here and there. Um, they haven't done it a ton because, you know, most games on uh, iOS are designed for iOS and not a controller, but some games are just fine. Um, kind of like a couple of years ago whenever um, the guy, one of the first, former developers of Final Fantasy came out with an Apple Arcade exclusive JRPG called Mm. Fantasian. Um, That was, I played a little bit of that on my, on my actual TV. Cause I was like, I'm not going to play this on my phone. I don't want to. Um, So stuff like that pops up every now and then. Nice to, nice to see. So. Well, nice. That sounds like a lovely and very just fun time all around. Yeah. What else do you got, Corey? Um, one last thing, and then I think we'll we'll be wrapping up. Uh, I finished Sea of Stars uh, this past <laughs> week, uh, and I think I fall in a very similar camp to you of where uh-huh. I thought, I think for the first like four-fifths of the game, it's really strong, has a kind of confusing story, um, but also not. You're like, okay, okay, I'm following along. Oh, that's a good twist. Ooh, that's a really good twist. I like where we're heading. And it really, really just does not stick the landing in the yep. final fifth of the game. I the story kind of goes all all the way off the rails, like most GRPGs do, to be fair. Yeah. But this one and not the way that it felt like they chose to subvert expectations for the sake of subverting expectations as well as the game just ends extremely abruptly. And I looked into it and we talked about it and it's like, Oh, well, that is the ending, but there's a true ending to the game that you really want to do, but you got to do all of these things to do it. I'm like, I read that list and I said, no, no, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate what you're offering, but no, thank you. I yep. will politely decline. And I will go and just look at what the true ending is. And even with that, I'm like, that should have just been the ending. And they should have, that's when they should take it off the rails um, for what is implied, what would be the true ending, if that makes sense. Um, there, it hints at a even greater threat, as most GRPGs do. And I feel like that should have been the true ending to aim for uh, instead of the one that's offered it, it you in my opinion, you feel cut off at the knees for the sake of more content to go and do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just diving in on that a little bit, like that, that was one of kind of the big things is like legitimately the, the like standard, I, like I'm, I am all for like, you do all of the extra stuff and you get like a special ending. Like you get your true Mm -hmm. ending. Um, but it is one of those things where it feels like the, the ending, the basic ending is not really an ending. Like it's kind of just like, 
it's not even like a cliffhanger. It's just kind of like a, um, it's kind of, it's kind of like they came up with their, their ending and they were like, how can we make this worse for the people who don't do all the stuff? Like, and no knock against them. It's just like, there's no, there's no closure to it. It's all Mm -hmm. kind of like out of left field. There's just like, there's nothing about it that feels like an, like anything's ending. It feels Mm -hmm. just like it feels very abrupt and just wrong. And so to have to then go through the entire game to get all, just to get like an ending to get Mm -hmm. a like semblance of something. That was something too, where I was like, yeah, I just can't. I mean, it's, it's, I've really enjoyed this game, but you know, if really I'm not sitting here feeling like it's going to it's going to pay off for me to spend the next 20 hours going through and trying to do all of this stuff. So I, I agree. And I think that's kind of where it's just like it, it, the final boss kind of wraps in. It's just like, and peace out later. And I'm like, yeah, what? The, the, that's it. Um, I mean, I thought I, everything kind of leading up up till I would say, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but after the sea of stars sequence, which I don't think spoils anything. Um, but that main sequence, which I think is an incredible visual triumph and like an outstanding, um, piece of the game. I think from there on, it kind of misses a lot of beats consistently where I'm just like, Okay, I I see what you're putting down. I don't know if I'm picking it up, but I, I see what you're trying to do, and it offers some like unique new combat things and um, ideas. But it, like I said, it just never landed well, and then it just tripped and face planted at the finish line, which yep. that sounds very very negative, and it kind of is. Um, but everything before that, I think, is a great game. I don't think the combat ever gets bad either. I think combat is great beginning to end. It's a good um, visual um, game. I think the characters get a bit more interesting as it goes. I think they're kind of just stand-ins for a good bit of it, but gain a lot of personality and character um, in that middle to final third of the game. Um, it's one of those things where I'm just like, uh, I would love to have just been in the room when some of these decisions were made and just been like, Hey, can we just maybe take a step back on these ideas and like really think about it? Because so so many things that they do towards the end, you can, I feel like I see what's happening. I'm like, Oh wait, so this is where we're going to go. And they just never do that. And then we get to the next spot. I'm like, Oh, well surely this will happen next in my head. And this isn't like expectations. This is where I feel like the story is leading me to believe what is going to happen. And it just kind of doesn't not in a bad way. It, it doesn't like you doesn't like, you know, swirly you and laugh at you for thinking that it's just kind of underwhelms consistently. And yeah. it's kind of sad. Yeah. But all around, I liked it. It, it might be in the top 10 for Goaty. It, it probably will be in the top 10 for Goaty. Cause I think it's combat music and visuals are so, so top notch. And, um, I really enjoyed 80% of my time, maybe 90% of my time with the game. Um, just, it could not stick the landing. Um, that's, that's tough. 
when a game that's pretty good for most of it just like falls flat. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Corey, um, anything else? Did we miss anything today? I don't think we did. Um, if we did, we'll talk about next week. For I know we've been a little inconsistent for our listeners. We should be back on a more regular schedule, if not next week, the week after. But um, we should be should be next week where we're kind of humming along again. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Release times have kind of varied over the last couple of months, and. Um, we've had a little bit more like off weeks than, than usual, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it happens is what it is. Plus Corey, I mean, there's, there's so much stuff to talk about. How are we going to, how are we going to take an off week during this period? Yeah. During this period, it's kind of like, uh, well, you know, we'll probably do probably more spooky theme next week. At least that's my plan. And then the week after we'll have probably the next three weeks after four weeks after is going to be just, meaty 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 games oh yeah big old big old thick meat coming at you Corey. Mm-hmm. excited mm-hmm. about it um until then Corey, like i'm very excited to hear about next week but until then um what have you uh where can people find you on the internet find me on instagram at hash slugging thrasher i uh, yeah that's where you can find me um and that's really about it. Where can people find you if they, if you want to be found, Chris? Uh, you don't have to be found. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I actually got a message from a, um, n- from another marketing agency in town. Um, trying to maybe trying to poach me. Maybe it was like a weird hey, you, like ad thing job. or something. I love my job. I I mean that's the thing. Like um it, whether you work at my job or not, um I I love my job. Don't worry about it. I'm not <laughs> Yeah. No, that wasn't going to happen. But um, I am on LinkedIn. People are obviously finding me there. Um <clears throat> Yeah. Corey is too. If you want to follow somebody on Instagram though, follow a uh, good old Lionel Messi. Um yeah. he needs uh just you know the most followed well, no, Ronaldo's actually more followed than Messi is. Okay, there you go. He needs he needs to catch up. He's uh, I don't think um, he's worried also, about it. Yeah. Also, if you um, if you would like to follow a similar account but not the same, um, Adam Young, uh, the man behind Al City, looks a lot like Lionel Messi. So um, yeah, mm. if you want to see if you want to see Messi's face but doing music, go that direction because you you might fair find yourself being happy um yeah Corey. um this do you know how tall episode. messy is how tall is messy do, do you know i would say five five you're about on those i'm pretty sure he's five six is he okay yeah. he seemed he seems kind of like a, a little little shorter like not short but a little shorter hmm. he's what attributed that to being how good he is so five seven okay we're both a little okay. bit off yeah um, how tall is Adam Young from uh, Al City? He is watch six be a, two. I say watch be a giant. Damn, he's <laughs> a lot taller. They got the same face though. Dang. Anyway, Al City uh, needs to start playing for a city that height. What? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I should have probably said Al City for um, go follow. Um, but <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, well. Um, <laughs> until next week, Corey, uh, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should Why your, your hobbies, hobbies be, be too... too- of the pea? Ew. Seas. Seas of the fallen pea. That's not-